throw it in the pickup or whatever. You need to do that and sit in this line at the recycle center. Ain't nobody going to do nope, that. Nope. Nobody's bringing their tree down to any recycling center. It's going to sit out at the curb forever and ever, and even Bauman knows that. We will have 75,000 to 100,000 Christmas trees out there sitting on the curbs, sitting in vacant lots, sitting in alleys, maybe for months. Bullseye. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight twelve on Wisconsin's Morning News this Wednesday morning. Lot to squeeze in before we bring in Steve Scafidi at nine o'clock for WTMJ now. So let's get to it. Time is out with their Person of the Year this year, and she is no surprise here. Not to you. You called Taylor this. Swift. I knew it. A lot of credit to you. Eric called it before the shortlist was out. Saw it coming. Just uh, obviously, she's been dominating the news cycle this year uh, in a positive way. Making a lot of people very happy, making a lot of money, not only for herself, but for a lot of different countries in different areas because of her tour. And she's changing how music can be owned by an individual artist. I think it's the latter part of that that you know, supports the criteria that time looks at. You can't just be really popular. That's right, not what right. this is. Who's the most popular person? But you know, what sort of impact did you make on your industry but you made an interesting theory, and I'm sure this is part of it also. There's three different covers of Time Magazine with Taylor Swift on the cover. You cannot tell us that people, Swifties, aren't going to run out and buy those magazines. Which is going to sell more actual physical copies of the Time Person of the Year? Taylor Swift or Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky from last year? Right. Pretty sure T. <laughs> Swift is going to carry that day. So they know what they're doing over there. Right, I'm yeah. not saying it's not justified. I guess we could go back and forth on it. I'm really more but interested in the question that you posed today. Like, you said, all right, well, what if we did Wisconsin? I don't yeah. know that there's an entity. Maybe JS does it. WDTMJ, that's the entity. We've we are the this. entity. We, we did it a couple of years ago. We did Person of the Year, and uh, it was given to a couple of people. It was given to Tommy Thompson. It was given to the Milwaukee Health Department Commissioner. Her name escapes me at the moment. She she works for Madison now. Uh, um, Kirsten, Kirsten yes, Johnson. Johnson. Johnson, yes. Yeah. Uh, Giannis. And um, the last one went to Charlie Barron's. Those were our four. That was maybe three years ago, two years ago. Why'd you do four? Well, we just wanted to ex- expand. Different oh, okay. entities, different industries. So you had a people of the year. Yeah. Okay. So you got any... Well, I would like to hear what folks think. Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, which for the time being is the talk line. Text line is down. For those of you who text the show religiously, you may have noticed we haven't gotten back to you or mentioned that. Uh, it's been down for a little bit. We are working on getting a different uh, workaround for that. So you got to give us a call. Pick up the phone, 855-616-1620, the Old National Bank Talk Line this morning and a reason a reason behind your nomination yeah, pick somebody as person of the Can't year just be, for wisconsin i like that person no it's good you right. got, got let's give us a reason yeah. and list rem- your criteria reminder that it doesn't necessarily have to be someone you like it's not a popularity oh, for sure. contest mark tauscher had a great one tauscher told us about what 20 minutes ago he said craig council should be the person of the year and we asked him in sports yeah, so sports person have to ask him, but yeah. certainly right. uh, you know Good argument there. If you took it outside of sports, I would still nominate Aaron Rodgers as person of the year because he dominated Wisconsin the front person. end of the year. Wisconsin yeah. person of the year dominated the front end of the year. It's true. And what we talked about, 
the decisions that he made and how he handled things with the Packers ultimately put us on the course that we are on. Yes, there were other players in that. Okay. Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst, of course, Jordan Love and how he's performed. But those things don't happen in the manner that they did were it not for Rodgers and how he handled his situation. That dragged out for a good part of the front half of the year. There's a triage there. Goody could be part of that. Sure. Jordan Love could be part of that. So I would put him as a nominee. Okay, Rodgers, all right. Put it down. I would nominate Assembly Speaker Robin Voss. And you wouldn't have to defend his politics one way or another, but he definitely moved things through the state legislature, found some common ground with Governor Tony Evers in order to get things passed that the governor found palatable enough to sign. They got the biannual budget passed, Mm -hmm. mostly in the form that Voss and the Republicans wanted, but they had to find it in a form that they could present to the governor with but for his line item veto would ultimately get passed. They did move that through. They moved through the stadium funding package. They moved through... The city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County tax and also has been, and there are other players in this, but also has helped establish at least this bridge, this line of communication between the city and county of Milwaukee and the state legislature. If we leaned political, would Crowley, Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley, would he be a nominee? As one of the key players in that, for sure. For, for, For that, for shared revenue, for dealing with county budget right here? In, and in for Milwaukee being a leader County. that people continue to talk about of next level. Yeah. Um, Who has a trajectory that right. seems to indicate he's got higher aspirations. I'll entertain that. My pick, though, if I had to pick, I'll, I'll give you one more before I give you my pick. My pick, uh, one more. You wanted somebody from the business community. Yeah, I was just like, okay, is there is there some mover and shaker in a local business that has really knocked it out of the park? Is there a nonprofit entity? Is there something like that that has really shaken things or at least moved us in a positive direction? So a couple things there. You could go Peggy Williams-Smith to visit Milwaukee because of the work that she's been doing with the RNC, what she previously did with the DNC, trying to get the RNC here. That was established late last year, but now she is one of the key players in shepherding that on through. That is a worthy nominee. And outside of the political ramifications of that, just all of the Milwaukee stuff, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's knee-deep in that. If you wanted to go business community, you could go Northwestern Mutual and John Schlifsky. Okay. Because it was earlier this year that they announced they were going to ultimately be closing their campus in Franklin and moving all of those jobs into Milwaukee as they rebuild one of their office towers they moved many of their formerly stay-at-home jobs you know, back into the office, yeah. and you could call it a reinvestment in Leaving the city of Milwaukee. There, yeah. I guess if I were trying to derail that, I would say, what's somebody in Superior? <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> or Spooner. Well, you could argue that, you know. Lady Smith. The way Milwaukee goes and the rest of the state goes. Crivets. Um, hmm. But my pick would be uh, Justice Janet Protosiewicz. Ooh. Dominated the front end of our politics this year it was coming off the heels of Democratic wins largely in the state at the end of last year and just doubled down on that. A double digits win and shifting the ideological bent of the state Supreme Court, which, depending on how things go, could you know leave us in a position where the legislature and, and the governor's office become irrelevancies because whichever side loses at that end will go and litigate things at the high court. Ooh, again, person of the year nominee. That's a good one. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. would love to hear from you on that. Got a couple of calls on the line. Let's uh, get it started here. Dole is in Milwaukee this morning. Morning, Dole. Morning. Uh, you have a thought? Uh, who, who would you nominate as Wisconsin's Person of the Year? Sherry Tussler of the Hunger Task Force. Okay, interesting. Folks around here know Sherry. Uh, give us your, your back. Back it up. 
I think that she's really been doing a, a great job, and, and this year more so than ever with the land that they have down by the old house of correction, they've been doing some actual, you know, raising crops. They've been taking, you know, land that's been, you know, shall we say neglected more or less and, and turning it into useful farmland within the, you know, within the county limits. You know, the Milwaukee County, there, there's no there's no farming going on in Milwaukee County. They talk about food deserts. Well, get out there and plow some of that ground. Fantastic. <laughs> Dole, appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Love the nomination, and I love the criteria you set there. That's a great one. 855-616-1620. If you want to get in on it, want to know your state of Wisconsin person of the year. I think, too, like his point about how we're doing things differently, and also the degree to which hunger is continue to increase right. as an issue with inflation, with Post other economic depressions, and, right, else, yeah. and things like that. The, hmm. the degree to which we talk about that on this show, the different initiatives and the things that are important, trying to do it differently and still feed the people. You got anybody else? I'm trying to, the Tussler one is a good one, and I'm glad he gave that answer as to the backing end up, because you could argue, well, you know, she's been doing that for years, and she's very good at it. You know, she could be nominated every year, but I, I loved his uh, his explanation for the nomination. That's a good one. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else on my list that I'm missing. I mean, I, Tosh made a strong case for Craig Council. And so remember, because it, because it was so explosive. Remember, though, so the nomination doesn't necessarily mean you have to like the person. But think about I, I think it's a great nomination only because think about it from the beginning. Craig Council, who was, again, nearly manager of the year, brought a team together into the playoffs. Obviously, it didn't end as well as everyone wanted to. And, and then drops that bombshell, which, again, changes the trajectory of the Milwaukee Brewers. All of that just is a, that's a remarkable nomination. I'm trying to think if there's anybody in media, you know, out front. I mean, we had some high profile retirements. Obviously, Jeff is retiring. Oh, a little from, wag action. From WTMJ. Carol Meekins just hung it up over at TMJ4 News. So is there like a career person in the year? Yeah, right. <laughs> a look back at the, the hanging on the wall, right? All time career. I don't know that that makes them person of the year because we haven't talked about those things extensively or yeah. hasn't dominated or, or moved markets all over the state, but there'd be prominent people who have had various things going. Hmm. Want to keep it going? One more? Yeah, yeah. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the old National Bank talking text line. Nominate a Wisconsin Person of the Year. A couple more calls on the line. We'll get to those next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty-seven, Wisconsin's morning news on this Tuesday morning. Ask, uh, sorry, Wednesday. Cost you a day there. Asking you who Wisconsin's person of the year is. Old National Bank talking text line eight five five six one six one six twenty. Kenan Hartland is with us this morning. Who's your nominee, Ken? Jennifer Doro. Uh, I'm sorry, you were just cutting out there. You're saying Judge Doro in Waukesha County. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Back it up. Um, she ran for a Supreme Court. She didn't quite make it, but she ran for a Supreme Court. She runs a hell of a good court in her courts, and um, I think she's just a wonderful person to put up for um, person of the year for Wisconsin. Uh, awesome, Ken. Thanks for the call. I think that's uh, certainly debatable. Now, the, the Brooks trial was end of last year, right, okay. when that finally wrapped. Mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. it was done before the the parade of last year, right? They'd put that to rest before that parade made its triumphant return. But uh, Judge Doro, I don't think we've heard the last of her in terms of other things. 
What about like just to come change gears completely, like a Mark Clements or Chad Bauman at the Milwaukee Rep? I mean, they seventy years now, right? They're changing course there, or at least they're renovating. They did Run Bambi Run. All right. I was trying to think of someone in Something the arts a little community. Bit unprecedented. You know, they changed things up. Uh, Violent Femmes were part of that, creating right. that musical. Who's made the Who's moved and shaken the most in the arts community? Yeah. I would definitely put the Rep at the top of the list. The big rebuild that they launched. Uh, they're either at or very close to getting these 70 to $80 million they need to completely rebuild that facility. The athletic director at UW. Yeah, Chris McIntosh, yeah. definitely on my list if we did sports, doing things differently over there. One more call on this. Let's go to uh, Bonnie in Franklin this morning. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. Um, I'm calling because I just would like to nominate uh, Carol Meekins because she has had a positive influence on so many people over the years with her positively Milwaukee. I think she should be nominated. Thanks, Bonnie. I think uh, I couldn't. Ar- I wouldn't One argue against her. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't want to argue against our friend Carol, and uh, she is right in terms of somebody who's been with us for thirty-three years and signed off just uh, last week. And says she's not going away. She says she won't. To quote her, "Wither away. She'll be around." Eight twenty-nine. 8.37, Wisconsin's Morning News this Wednesday. Fourth GOP presidential debate. Final one before the Iowa caucuses tonight, E. Ooh, the countdown is on. I haven't seen that on all the, the cable networks, the, the countdown. The, the running clock. Well, because nobody has it. They don't have it. Um, I'll get to where you can watch it here momentarily. Tuscaloosa, Alabama is where this one is taking place. Among the moderators expected to be Megyn Kelly, formerly of Fox News, Ooh, okay. and a cup of coffee at NBC. Four candidates on stage who qualify. Meeting the criteria for this one, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, former Governor Chris Christie, and businessman Vivek Ramaswamy. Christie's still hanging around. How about that? What's his day job? Don't think like, he Like, how's he feeding one. the family right now? I mean, he's not the governor of Jersey anymore. No, right? no, okay. no. Right, long since not uh, been that. But he's been doing some network work. I guess. Does he get paid for being he had know, been. a talking know. head or yeah. whatever? Okay, he well, still is. Uh, nonetheless, 7 o'clock our time. This is live-streamed and put out by News Nation. So I'm not sure if a lot of folks have that on their cable systems or however you get your stuff, DirecTV, whatnot. Um, also, I read that it was going to be on the CW affiliates across the country. So locally, that would be Channel 18 here in Milwaukee. I did try to find a, like, a broadcast schedule up on 18's website. I didn't see one, so I can't promise you it's there, hmm. but it's worth a look. That would be Channel 18 here in Milwaukee. 7 o'clock for the GOP presidential debate. A former President Donald Trump... I tease this coming into the break, will, again, not participate in this debate. Had an extraordinary town hall with Fox News' Sean Hannity Tuesday night, and this is the exchange that's blowing up today. Under no circumstances, you are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Okay, now just pause it there. (laughs) Just go ahead and pause it there. Sean Hannity is... Throwing him a softball with a the beach answer. Ball. Yeah, with the answer written on the beach ball. <laughs> yes. You, of course, are not going to do anything like this. And, and he popped the beach ball. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, fine. I'll let the former president clarify if you would like. Yeah. Except Look, what? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not, oh, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm going to be. I'm going to be. You know, he keeps. We love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. <laughs> so he doubles down on... <laughs> yes. So does that mean dictatorship means closing the border? Is that what that means? Or Right, and he could have said, like, no, no, I meant, like, in this, but no, I'm not going to, you know, 
uh, activate the Department oh, of Justice in any sort of way. Like didn't didn't take that pop the beach ball that was floated out there, as you said, for him. Uh, left the dictator point sort of dangling for interpretation, and it is being widely interpreted today. President Joe Biden, meanwhile, trying to explain what he meant when he reportedly told supporters at a closed door fundraiser Tuesday that if Trump weren't running. He's not sure he'd be running either. Asked about it later. Jet engines of the helicopter Marine One in the background. Question asked, would you be running if Trump weren't running? I, I expect so, but look, he, he is running and I just I have to run. So pass. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> asked about, you know, like so, what about what you said earlier? This seems to be kind of a different answer. Asked if he'd drop out of the race if somehow Trump were no longer in the race. No, not now. So what does all I don't know mean? what that means. Yes. Thank you, Coach. All right. So he's basically saying, well, no, I can't drop out now. It's too late. But that he wouldn't. The only reason he's running is because he needs to make sure that the guy he's running against doesn't win. And you've asked the question on Trump. How, you know, how, what is his path to victory if he does, in fact, get the nomination in 2024 if he couldn't win in 2020? Like, who's jumping yeah. on the Trump yeah. train? Like, who's voting back on the train? Because a lot of people left the train, right? Now, Trump got plenty of votes in 2020, but people left the train or didn't vote yes, for right. him. Thus, You're saying Biden, who's hopping on. Yeah, so who of the Biden camp would vote back or at least move to Trump? What made me think about this was last night's buck score. Let me see, what was it? 146 to 122. Okay. Really high-scoring game. And the 2020 election was a very high-scoring election. Trump outperformed his 2016 numbers You're in right. losing yep. in 20. So if you have a low-scoring game, meaning low voter turnout, Democrats are depressed and don't turn out for Joe Biden because they've seen the Biden presidency and they're not happy with it. All the polls show that. Axios has a poll out saying young Americans 18 to 29 are much less motivated this time around than they were in 20. 49% of 18 to 29-year-olds say they'll definitely plan on voting for president 2024. That's down from 57% who said the same thing in the run-up to the 20 election. If they don't turn out the young vote, if they don't turn out the black vote, and you have a lower voter turnout. Now, Trump's numbers could be down as well, but, but not, you have a low-scoring game. Who is not voting? Come on. <laughs> after right. all this, after all we've seen, after all we've learned as far as how close every election, not even presidential, but just any election is, then all these people, nah, nah not this time. Yawn. Come on. America. Right, let's see where this is in six months. Let's see if there's still no motivation six months from now. 843, Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty-seven, Wisconsin's morning news on this Wednesday morning. Two more stories we got to get to. First, you want to do Christmas trees first? Yeah. <laughs> the city of Milwaukee—it's the, not their fault. You were the first person I thought of. I saw the headline. I'm like, oh, I got to text Matrano on this. I got to hear what he has to say. It's about not this. their fault. They're scrambling now to figure out how they're going to dispose of discarded Christmas trees after the holiday season. Most of us, depending on the community in which you live, right? You take your—if you have a natural tree. When you're done with it, you take it out to the curb, and the city, village, town, whatever, they pick it up. Mm -hmm. And I think where I live in Greendale, I think they have a separate pickup for the trees because they, you know, mulch them or, or whatever. Um, I've actually cut up my tree before and used it for firewood. It does not surprise <laughs> Save me. the boughs to start different Use things. Use the needles so, to yeah. fire it up a little bit. So real nice. Yeah, all right. Well, the city was notified that it will no longer be permitted to be disposing of trees in landfills. The city got a memo from the State Department of Natural Resources telling them that natural trees are not trash. 
Here's Milwaukee Alderman Bob Bauman on the difference. Historically, Christmas trees were considered decorations which can be put in landfills, which means they can be collected as part of the normal garbage and trash that the city collects. Now they've decided that Christmas trees are yard waste, and yard waste cannot be placed in landfills, which means the regular city garbage collection will not pick them up. That's Bauman in a live interview with TMJ4's Sean Gallagher. So what are you supposed to do with your tree now if you live in the city? So he's saying it was normally part of trash pickup. They just yeah. threw it in with the regular garbage. The city suggesting that folks... And we are folks, conditioned in Milwaukee to do that. Yeah. yeah. The city is now suggesting that folks take their discarded trees to drop-off centers. A couple of them exist on a permanent basis where you can normally dispose of yard waste and okay. other things or become kind of recycling centers. The biggest one is on the south side, 37th and Lincoln. Without regard for whether large numbers of people are actually going to do that, which we will address in a moment, Bauman correctly questions the wisdom in doing this if the DNR is so motivated by concerns over the environment. Can you imagine three or four or 5,000 people lined up at 37th and Lincoln? The line would go from 37th and Lincoln to 10th and Lincoln. And everybody would be sitting in their car, holding onto their Christmas tree, idling, burning gasoline, and how this is advancing environmental concerns is, is beyond me. Bullseye! <laughs> Right. Here's he saying, like, look, you want to save the environment because we don't want trees in the landfill, but you're going to send people in their cars out to sit there for an hour oh. in a big old line. <laughs> oh, so Bauman, you know, also added that, hey, little heads up on this and we could have planned for it. At least we could have budgeted a special pickup for trees. So we pick up trees separately. So the city could have actually done it, but yeah. used like, DPW or something. Exactly right. You still take it to the curb, but we'll do a separate pickup. It won't go to the landfill. It'll go to the recycling center, but we'll pick it up that way. Could have done that. Could have budgeted for it. But you dropped this on us yesterday. That's December 5th. Bauman has called a special public works committee meeting for next week to see about trying to come up with a better plan because... You know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> oh, you need to strap that broke tree to your car, right? I guess if you got it home, you can find a way to get it out somewhere no else. Way. Throw it in the pickup or whatever. You need to do that and sit in this line at the recycle center. Ain't nobody going to do nope, that. Nope. Nobody's bringing their tree down to any recycling center. It's going to sit out at the curb forever and ever, and even Bauman knows that. We will have 75,000 to 100,000 Christmas trees out there sitting on the curbs, sitting in vacant lots, sitting in alleys, maybe for months. Bullseye. <laughs> we'll see what they come up with at the special meeting next week. All right, so you predicted this. You had a source. Uh, you said on Monday that this was going to happen, that the brewers and the lawmakers would officially sign and announce and celebrate Governor Evers signing the AmFam funding bill into law. And they did so. They did it yesterday around the noon hour. They had a special celebration at the stadium. A lot of pomp. Celebration used loosely. <laughs> a lot of pomp. And pageantry. It's a big day. Oh, yeah. Huge day. Didn't feel like it. Huge day. Oh, my gosh. Everyone ecstatic. The governor showed up just beaming, fired up for this huge event. From meeting Hank Aaron back when I was just a Cub Scout, which is a bit of a while ago, to the chance of a lifetime watching the great Warren Spahn 300th career game way back then. Yeah. <laughs> governor Spahn. <laughs> Jeez, you can tell how excited he is about it, though, right? Super fired up. And he wasn't the only one. Everyone unbelievably ecstatic about this. Brewers owner Mark Adnazio. All of them helped ensure that Brewers baseball will be in Wisconsin for the next generation. <laughs> also fired up. 
Everyone's just so crazy ecstatic about this. State Representative Rob Brooks, he is the Republican who helped make this happen. Actually, he told the paper that this was like an 11th hour deal, that they got it done. He praised the crew and spoke so eloquently about it. I really want to thank the Brewers. Their commitment from the day the governor announced um, in his budget support for the stadium here has been... I can't even think of the right word. Bah. What they're <laughs> the Brewers to the state is bad. Yes. Why not? Why can't you think of the right words? So, yeah, I don't know. We're talking it's, about this for a year. It seemed, if you watch it, and I, you can find the archive screening of it, of this event yesterday, it got the impression that not everyone was enthused about being at the event or fired up about the bill signing. Like it just I, was odd, right. It had an odd tone and feel to it. Yeah, it just almost seemed like, oh, yeah, we got we got to do this. Like everybody was exhausted, which fair enough. But like we you everyone there wanted this. You won. Yeah, this is great success. State Representative Christine Sinicki actually read the room (laughs) and she picked up on that. This is an exciting day. I walked in here. I said, it's much too quiet. We need to make some noise. We're inside of a stadium. First and foremost, I want to thank you. Was she waiting for that noise? <laughs> so actually, so we did boost the gain on that. And boost the gain is insider baseball for radio talk. A of, industry term Yeah, for we you. just pot up the mic. Get that mic up hot so you can pick up on the sounds in the background. So we did boost the gain on the tape after she said that. So listen. You need to make some noise. We're inside of a stadium. All right, now listen, we boost it here. Oh, there it is. There it is, up in the 400 deck. All right. All right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, even at the end, the pomp and the pageantry, I wanted, I told you I wanted the governor to go down the slide or run the bases or do something fun. I wanted to see all kinds of or cool Or smile. Stuff. <laughs> and this is literally how it sounded when he signed the bill. <laughs> and just silence. And there you have it. So odd. I don't know why that was. And the governor was late, too. You had all these people sitting in chairs right by the dugout. No, that, I mean, and the, late's not well, that big no, of a deal. But every politician's been sure, late for all sorts of, of stuff. But but in that time, the sausages are out there trying to entertain people. They're, like, <laughs> running out of shtick. <laughs> Polish at one point. I'm not kidding you. Eric and I were watching the Polish at one point was leaning up against the dugout, like, stretching out. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as it got. No dancing, no worm, nothing cool. I just, I, I don't know. I was just kind of hoping for a little bit more excitement as we celebrate this new era of Milwaukee Brewers baseball right here in the city. Instead, we got... <laughs> you're going to give, <laughs> you're gonna give <laughs> me a cough. Nothing. Give me the cough. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. This is an exciting day. I walked in here, I said, it's much too quiet. We need to make some noise. We're inside of a stadium. First and foremost.